thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Yes, you are on Jitset Breakfast and it is 16 minutes before 8. The recent passing of the National Health Insurance, NHI, uh, the bill by the South African National Assembly, marks a significant milestone in the nation's journey towards universal health care. The comprehensive legislation aims to provide equitable access to quality health care services for all South African citizens and I'm sure we all sit and ask ourselves, what does this mean for a basic South African? What does it mean uh, for, you know, a South African citizen? And joining us in the conversation this morning, uh, our guest is Gary Feldman, Head of Healthcare Consulting at NMG Benefits. Good morning and a warm welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning, Bertha, and good morning to the listeners. Now, let's talk about the impact of NHI on the medical scheme sector. How is this going to, uh, you know, to work? Yeah, good morning, Bertha. As, as you quite rightly said, I think we all do believe that the universal health care should be implemented and it's the right of every South African citizen to have access to decent um, health care services. But if we look at what the impact is on the health care sector, I think there are two sides that we are concerned about. I think it's firstly the dysfunctional public health sector that needs to be corrected and fixed. And if I look at that... Um, the Minister of Health, Dr. Pala, said last week in, in, in a commentary that he would need 200 billion rand to fix the public health care sector as it stands at the moment. So that is the one concern that's going to take a while to rectify. Then the other concern is if you look at the providers, with the uncertainty of how the NHI is going to function and how they are going to be paid, a lot of providers, being doctors, nurses, are concerned. And our concern specifically is that this could result in, in a short-term brain drain where we see a lot of nurses taking up positions across the world, doctors are considering leaving. And if we don't get clarity on what the NHI is going to do and how it's going to fund and pay providers, this could be a concern. And tell me, what will the effect be on, on, on uh, private and public healthcare facilities? Because you, like you highlighted, our public facilities are... Ooh, questionable. Yeah, Bertha, you're right. I mean, the public health care facilities currently are in dire straits. I mean, we know then, we see it on a daily basis that they are not functioning properly. But then at the same time, the private health care services are also not 100% um, accurate and are basically found to be over-servicing in certain instances. So there are challenges on both sides which need to be rectified. If you go and look at in 2019, there was a competition commission that was of inquiry that was launched into the private healthcare sector of South Africa, and many of those recommendations and findings have not been implemented into the private healthcare, which would help make that more effective and also more cost-effective specifically. So there are many challenges that have to be sorted out before the NHI can be fully implemented and, and, and basically come to the rescue of the South African public. And, and how will it shift the role of healthcare consultants? Well, I think from our side and, and from a healthcare consultant's perspective, we, we are there to support people because, as you mentioned earlier on, I think people are starting to panic. Um, there's excitement on the one side that this NHI is being rolled out. But, as I said, there are certain sectors that are panicking. What's going to happen to my private healthcare? What's going to happen to me? How is it going to be funded? 
So if you look at what's going to happen to the private healthcare, uh, nowhere in the world is private healthcare funding not allowed. Now, at this moment in time, with the uncertainty of exactly the benefits package of the NHI, um, and, and what the NHI all says at the moment is that there won't be any private healthcare. Now, that is unheard of across the world. Every single country in the world does allow an individual to insure him or herself for medical expenses that are not funded. So that is the first thing that people must understand. Even in a, in a, in a country like the United Kingdom, where we have the, 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 the national health insurance, um, there, between 12 and 15% of the population are still paying for private healthcare services. So they've got their own private medical scheme or medical insurance. So ultimately, we believe people must stay calm, stick to what they've got, and hope that the government fixes up the public sector in the short term. The, the NHI will, will not be rolled out for another five to 10 years in full extent, because there's still a fair amount of legislative and regulatory requirements that need to be fulfilled. As you said, it's currently been passed by, by the National Health, but I'm sorry, by the National Assembly, but it's still got to go to the National Council of Provinces. There's still going to be public hearings that can be contested. And so there's a lot of regulatory requirements still to go through, um, Bertha. So we believe that people must just stay calm, don't panic. There is a process that has got to be followed, and ultimately people must make sure that they ensure themselves where they can. And even we've, we've engaged with corporate South Africa, that corporate South Africa should look at some form of primary care or medical insurance for the low-income staff members to, to alleviate the pressure on the public health care services. Mm. And, and, you know, let's look at the possible concerns for the health care system itself. Well, I, I think, Bertha, the big challenge is the funding. And um, this is the biggest question in the NHI. Nobody knows what the answer is, how this is going to be funded. National Treasury has not released a document. There's no money bill. When you look at the budget, the Minister of Finance theory, made no or very little reference to the NHI and how it's going to be funded. So we, we know, and it's been discussed over many years, that there's a broad reference to some form of taxes. There will be taxes, either employer taxes, that the tax, taxable income of your or my income will be added to fund this. But ultimately, there's no clear document that says how this will be funded. That's the first thing. Mm. The second thing is, basically, they will, the NHI will not be able to access the money that is currently sitting in the private healthcare sector. Any medical scheme, as it stands today, has reserves in, and those reserves belong to the members. It's like a trust fund that any contribution that goes into the medical scheme gets kept there and gets used to pay for claims, but whatever remains in reserves belongs to the members. So that can be very difficult and almost impossible for government to access that kind of money. So the funding is a big challenge, and then ultimately, as I mentioned earlier on, the the providers are still very concerned of what the bill is going to cover and how they're going to be remunerated. Mm, that's very, very tricky. I, you know, I'm just sitting here and questioning and asking, have they, where have they, you know, picked up this formula? And has it been tried elsewhere? And is it fully functional wherever it is that, you know, they picked up the formula? Is there somewhere where it's functioning, where they feel, look, we need to adopt this particular way of doing things because we saw it happening wherever? 
Yes, Bruce, I think there are many countries that have um, some form of uh, national health insurance that, that is functioning well. Um, but as I said, I think they've got the structures in place, they've got the funding in place. I mean, we are unfortunate in this country that we've got a very high level of unemployment. So we've got a very small tax base to fund this type of intervention. So those are the challenges we have. And ultimately, we, we still believe that every single person must be able to self-insure over and above what your NHI will, will, will support and, and as far as benefits are concerned. So from that perspective, there are, there are schemes. We see it in, in some of the European countries. We see it in, 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 in some of the, um, in, in Cuba, they have something. But ultimately, it's not the only benefit, which I think the government is hoping this will be. And then they, they have said that medical schemes as they stand now will not exist. They believe that medical schemes or medical insurance companies will be able to offer cover for, for procedures and, 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 and issues that are not covered by the NHI. So it's not basically a, a duplication, it's more just a top-up of, of benefits. So we, and, and that's why I'm, I'm still quite confident that there's still a lot of work to be done before the NHI will be rolled out in full. Mm. And why would they try to implement something of this nature? Uh, considering, I think you've just highlighted the point that most South Africans are unemployed. How then will they be able to pay for, for you know, for this uh, particular uh, funding? And if so, how do they keep track? Because with pri- with the private sector, it depends. Bertha can pay two thousand rand to you know to whatever medical aid she, she wants to belong to, and I'm I'm, I'm just a little bit confused. And a little bit baffled. I, I don't know. And I can just imagine there are quite a lot of uh, you know South Africans out there who are just as confused as I am. Yeah, Bertha, you're right. I think the big challenge is, and that's what we do at NMGs, we educate and communicate our clients we speak to. Please be careful, because ultimately there is an expectation that every South African will have access to every part of healthcare services that they believe they need. And it's not going to be as straightforward as that. The, the, the national health insurance is probably going to look at primary care. So if you get ill first and foremost, you won't just run to a doctor. You can go and see your local nurse who will then basically do a evaluation. And if she or he cannot ex- basically assist you, they will then refer you to your local GP who will then basically look at you. And if he or she cannot assist you, then they'll refer you to a specialist. So it won't be like the current environment that you can go straight to a specialist. Those are the type of things that people must understand. The national health insurance structure will be totally different for everybody. Everybody will first have to access a nurse, then a GP, then a specialist. And those will be far and few between because we are at the lower end of the number of specialists per capita in South Africa compared to the rest of the world. Mm. And then what happens to private private hospitals? Because also if you look at the formula that has been constructed lately, you find a, a particular medical aid um, has associated itself with a particular hospital, which have, then has become a private hospital. Uh, how is this going to work? Well, I think that, that is, as I said, one of the bigger challenges. How, they, how the national health insurance is going to fund um, this? Because... Ultimately, if you look at the bill that they released, they said that they will contract with all private hospitals, private providers, and they will come to a payment agreement. Now, as you probably know, most of the 
private hospitals are listed organizations and are there for profit. So how are they going to be paid, how are they going to be funded is a big challenge because ultimately to maintain the service levels that they do, um, they're going to be have to be paid a, a reasonable fee and that is where we don't know exactly what, what the current situation is. And I think those are the challenges and that is what the concerns are from the private hospital organizations who are saying, how is this going to be funded? What are we going to be remunerated? What are we going to be expected, the services we're going to be expected to provide to the South African citizen? Those are, are all still very unclear at this stage and have to be clarified before any form of NHR can be rolled out. Mm. Just hypothetically, what would you consider to be ideal? Well, Bertha, as I said earlier on, we are fully supportive of a universal healthcare model. But before a universal healthcare model can be rolled out, we, we basically say to the government, please make sure that your public healthcare system is improved, it's rectified, because at this moment in time it's dysfunctional. Most, most public hospitals are in a state of disarray, are not functioning. We see it on a regular basis, the amount of malpractice that's taking place there. Hospitals don't have sufficient medicines, sufficient doctors, sufficient even this basic things like bedding. So before you even consider an NHI, please make sure that you get the public sector hospitals up and running. And once that is up and running, then you can look at the next step of implementing a national health insurance plan, which which will then give access to all South Africans um, at, a, at a, a fairly fairly good standard of, of medical practice. Gary, thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation. And um, let's just hope it all works because, I, you, like you say, you highlight, I think every other South African is uh, pretty sure that our health system really needs to be straightened out. It needs to be fully functional and uh, beneficial to a basic South African who really cannot afford expensive you know, medical care. Yeah, thank you very much, Bertha, and enjoy your Sunday. Same to you. And happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you very much, Bertha. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Gary Feldman, Head of Healthcare Consulting at NMG Benefits and talking about the bill that's about to be passed. If all everything becomes public, I don't know, public, private. It's almost like a public healthcare versus private healthcare and a public way of uh, you know paying for your healthcare and private way of uh, you know funding for or should i say paying for your health care it just leaves everything a little bit unbalanced but look conversations are always great we'll talk about it until it's all done right otherwise make sure you do keep our whatsapp line where you can send your voice notes maybe you would like to share maybe you know something that we don't or maybe you have an opinion or a view rather 0614104107 and of course that is welcome or you can go to our uh, twitter handle safm radio just make sure you stay with us coming up top of the hour it's news time with uh, Hamuhelo uh, Taledi